This week on Ultra 64, it's the most fun you could have while wearing a shirt and no pants, because we're playing Donald Duck going quackers and Duck Dodgers starring Daffy Duck. Ultra 64. We are the Internet's comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. Each and every damn week we are playing a different randomly selected game from the Nintendo 64 catalog. And we are playing it, and buddy, we are not ducking around on this thing. And my name is Steve Gutman. I am funny nickname Woody Siskowski. <gasps> he Happy. is funny nickname. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's, there's too much potential for duck nicknames. I couldn't think of anyone. I think you're a gyro gear loose type. I okay. feel like I feel like it, that's your duck persona sure. if you have a duck sona. Yeah, indeed. Is there one of those Facebook quiz or Instagram quizzes for what Ducktales character? Are Actually, you? if someone hasn't done that, get on those the little things that flick over yeah, your that head. Yeah, you've been posting like every infinite day. quantities of. I can't. I'm 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 not over it yet. Yeah. It's too funny. Uh, we have two special guests joining us today. Uh, why don't we start over here? Introduce yourself special guest i am dan Donald duck reed oh he has a funny nickname i can't i can't that funny nickname doesn't work for me <laughs> <laughs> you could throw a left like a left hook and just like be woody woodpecker and just oh, say like yeah. issue the rest of the that duck actually world. um random backstory that was the nickname that i was made fun of very often mm-hmm. when people would say yeah. woody woodpecker and then make the noise and it as is the case when you are a kid any nickname you get that people make fun of you have really traumatizes you even if mm. it's not really that offensive of a oh, nickname. Yeah. I got Reese's Pieces a lot, and that was oh. pretty cool. It took me a long time know. to actually warm up to the character from Toy Story, because yeah. I just associated it with people making fun of me, But even though he's like a beloved character. Yeah. I, I Also, we way. have another guest. We so do. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Like, yeah. Other guests, please introduce your first time guest. Hello, my name is Zoe, and I am open to any duck name suggestions that you may want to give me. Okay. Uh, you are Daisy Duke. Wait, that's, that's the, first, the that's no, that's the wrong one. Oh already. shit, that's right. Okay, okay, Steve yeah. no longer has that privilege. <laughs> okay. Taking that away from him. Without my duck naming rights, what am I? Am I even a man? <laughs> Were you before? <laughs> Not really. Uh, oh, the one little side thing about nicknames I wanted to say is that I only just recently learned that a gunt is like uh, <laughs> no. a term for like a muffin top. And uh, I'm really glad that wasn't yeah. a thing when I was younger because that's a big chunk of my name. Oh, I thought it was goodness. only for women. No, I you were wondering a, what that had to do with it. Because it was your gut and your cunt. Oh, you're, wait, is that what that that's is? That's what it is. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that's even worse. That's so mean. I am changing my name. <laughs> oh, God. I hate that now. It's like, yeah, it's very, very bad. Um, also, in celebration of doing a game based on these two famous beloved ducks, none of us are wearing pants right now. Not a, not a, not a yeah. pant amongst us. And I'm wearing a weird, like, choking white collar that makes me look like a priest. I'm wearing a little single antenna. <laughs> and Dan has a sailor hat. And uh, Yes, we're yeah. very covered from the waist up. You, Dan, you, I'll uh, trade you my antenna antenna for your sailor hat. Don't point your antenna at me. <laughs> you have uh, probably extrapolated by now that we are talking about duck games. We are talking about <laughs> the two duck-based games for the Nintendo 64. Those are Donald Duck Going Quackers and Duck Dodgers are you starring sure Daffy Duck. Are you sure it's not Duck. Going Quackers? 
Rogers. Goin, excuse me, you're okay. right. Goin, like going my way. It's uh, very yes. important to get proper pronunciation, be it Goin or Unka Donald. And it's, it's important because yeah. I, I feel like Donald is going for like a folksy thing here. Like uh, <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's going quackers. Yeah. yeah, so we're pitting duck against duck this week. And I mean, I think if we were pitting cartoon against cartoon, is there anyone in here who's going to stand uh, Donald over Daffy? Well, can we make that? Ar- I don't think we can make oh, the argument that dude, Donald is better than Daffy. Wait, wait, wait. Better on what? In what axis? In, I, per- I mean, in the cartoons. Uh, Ooh. I, okay. Anyone gonna take that position? I mean, I always saw Daffy Duck as less well-meaning in general. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought that Donald Duck is more of a family guy. He's, a He's more interested in his like relationships with his friends and mm-hmm. with his nephews. And Daffy's just all about himself. Yeah. Yes. So you read it correctly. It makes him a better character. I'm, I certainly, oh, yeah. I'm certainly more familiar with Donald from comics and more familiar with Daffy from, from cartoons. Like, so I don't Maybe there's... Maybe they kind of live in different worlds in my head. I mean, Are we saying who's more fun to hang out with? Or who do we <laughs> identify more with? Or who do we want to watch more of? That's the thing. I mean, if, if we're talking about, like, universes, yeah, sure, Donald, absolutely. Because he gave us mm-hmm. Scrooge McDuck and mm-hmm. all the Duck Tales duck, duck stuff. Bird. But uh, in terms of just pure character, I think Daffy is hilarious. Uh, he's a, a crazy agent of chaos, and uh, yeah. he's just a good slapstick character. Yeah. And you can understand what he says, which is a big thing. Yeah, I think yeah. Daffy has more um, more variety of characterization. Yeah. Donald yeah. is just angry always. I mean, they really painted themselves into a corner when they designed Donald Duck. Because they're like, ah, oh, his voice, you can't understand it, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And then they had to stick with that for eight years. The yeah. Only, yeah. yeah, the only funny thing he can do is yell and be angry. And push his little sailor hat forward. I want to talk about this, too. Why is this stereotype about duck? Like, both these duck cartoons mm-hmm. are characters that are very short-tempered and prone to, like, fly into these rages. And this has never been my experience with ducks. No. This has been my experience with geese multiple times. But then when we meet in the game, we meet Gladstone Gander. He's not only, like, very chill, but he's, like like a man of science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. He's, he's a very uh, thoughtful person. Yeah. And uh, that uh, well, is... It, it's not clear which ones are ducks and which ones are Because Glad... Uh, G- Gyro right looks kind of like a chicken. And then Gladstone oh, no, looks kind of like yeah, a... I'm sorry, yeah. We met Gyro Gearloose. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. Gladstone. Well, he was, he was there, too, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Wait, are there two scientific ducks? No, Gladstone the... Gander is Donald's rival, uh, and Gladstone he's is... He's like the Flintheart Glomgold Glom- Yes, Donald. he's, he's yeah, the his... Flintheart Glomgold His whole Donald. thing is just that he's lucky. He's very lucky. Yeah, ah, he just yeah. lucks into everything I thought Oswald was the lucky one. Oh, yeah. Like, he's well, a lucky you would, rabbit. You would think so, but he was purged. That's a No, Oswald the different bird. <laughs> yes, Oswald Cobblepot, the penguin, is the luckiest bird of all. Um, all right, we're, we're going to break format just a little bit here. Usually when we're playing more than one game, we're going in chronological order of the game release. But I wanted to start with Donald because he's the older character. And this game he's only came OG out... He's duck. He is. And this game came out like less than a month, like uh, less than a month apart from each other. So mm-hmm. I don't think it matters too M- much. Much in the same way that Formula One and Supercross had a moment. Yeah. This was the duck moment on n This was the duck moment. They the all came month. together. So let's start by talking about Donald Duck, why not? I've got a little history on that duck, that son of a bitch. Donald Duck was created by Walt Disney in a children's storybook in 1931, and then he made his animated debut in 1934 in a silly symphony short called The Wise Little Hen. This is on Disney+. Plus. You can watch it if you like really, really old, kind of pandering Aesop's Fables sort of cartoons. Uh, with really annoying voices. If you thought, I think we lucked out with Donald and that like Peter Pig didn't become a character because 
pops. Oh, there's a Peter oh, Pig as well. Oh, there's a Peter Pig, and then there's a chicken. He's like, "Would you like to help my car?" Yeah, that's like good. That's very chickeny. That sound you can at least understand it. But I think yeah. we lucked out with Donald. I uh, think what I really enjoy about children's cartoons about from about that area that era is probably their heavy handedness. Yes, yeah. yes, it's really that's subtlety my favorite part. is not part of it. No, I adore it. No, it's, it's all kind of like just redressed Bible fables. It's like about uh, Golden Rule and all that. Bible and fables? Bible and well, fables. Wow. So forget the minstrel show element. Yeah. Oh, oh yes, yeah, very much so. Uh, so Donald is the character that has appeared in the most Disney properties. He's been in 197 movies and shorts. Uh, and astoundingly, he has only but zero actual shorts. Zero actual <laughs> shorts. He never once wears actual physical garment shorts, but he's in 197 he's shorts. Just running out there with his corkscrew penis. <laughs> this, we uh, have a little timer going to see how long how it would long take would it before take? Dan brought up the corkscrew this, penis. This is not, what, what, what are we at? What are we at, Steve? Like seven minutes. Seven minutes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like this is a true fact. I've seen a video. I don't. Oh, I don't yeah. know what this says about me, but. Every time I get a certain level of drunk, I start Googling duck penises because I want to show everybody what they look like. They're real weird. So I may have shown you a duck penis, well, though, they, if you've seen one. It wasn't you. Unfortunately, it was somebody I was considering dating at the time. Was it a duck? It was. The, it... <laughs> You're like, I'm thinking of dating this duck. For what, what do their penises for, look for like? For what it's worth, I've lived with ducks and male ducks like and their, male, their mating patterns. It's bad. It's a bad scene. I feel like I need to explain why I saw this video of a duck penis while okay, I was. Please. It was on his computer when I came over. <laughs> whoa, whoa, I was doing it for science. Whoa, mom, could you knock? <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Um, yeah. And that, you were like, why are you I calling was, me mom? And then, he tr- and then I think he tried to like mansplain to me why duck penises are. are um, are shaped that way. And you're sure this was not Steve? <laughs> Very well may have been. It was not Steve. But, uh, I mean, I, either way, I, I could tell you if you want to know Isn't why it because duck vaginas way. are also corkscrews? It's true. But it's reverse, true. like, empty, reverse. like, yeah. Yeah. And, and duck penises were like, fine, I'll evolve. That's, that's what penises are, right? They also have evolved mouths, they, apparently. <laughs> they can talk. All right, so now we have skipped so, past wow. the duck penis section of the we podcast. Made it. Well, who knows? So, I see Dan. Back around. Astoundingly, in all these movies, <laughs> video games, TV script. shows, short films, everything, all these different Donald Duck properties, he's only been officially voiced by three people. So he was started by Clarence Nash. Uh, the character was actually built around the voice that Clarence Nash could do. Whoa. He originally wanted it to be like a goat character, He, but uh, Walt Disney said, no, no, that sounds way more like a duck. Mm. That's fair. It does and, sound very duckish. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was just trying to impress other animators around the office by like uh, uh, singing Mary Had a Little Lamb in that voice. Ew. And so Walt, Walt Disney based the whole character around it. And the first time you ever see the Donald Duck character, he's singing that song. Oh. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Clarence Nash voiced the character until 1985, and then Tony Anselmo took over the role. He's been doing it ever since. And then there's just one little uh, uh, Daniel Ross played the character on a kids show called Mickey and the Roadster Racers, which I think is a Disney Plus original or something. But uh, yeah, yeah. So Donald is always kind of presented as like Mickey Mouse's like friendly rival, best friend thing. I mean, he's but so, I mean, he's... 
he's very similar. The relationship between Mickey and Donald seems comparable to like Bugs and Daffy, yeah, yeah, but it's like same. less antagonistic. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. They they can they can chill sometimes, but yeah. then Mickey's less antagonistic. Are yeah, Bugs exactly. and Daffy actually rivals, or is it just because they didn't want to like they? It, it's either Duck Sword season or it's Rabbit. No, season. I think they're actually rivals. Well, I I think uh, Daffy considers Bugs a rival, and Bugs doesn't really think ah. about Daffy. Bugs is very mm. above it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really when it comes cool to just like staying alive, like that guy can die. It's fine. Also, if he gets shot in the face, his head will grow back. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So it just there's gets no such shot. thing as death. It just gets shot to the other side of his neck. Like his facial yeah. features just go to the back of his head. That would be it's actually like, horrifying yeah. if that really happened. Hunting isn't about killing. It's about just mildly inconvenient inconveniencing their bodily functions for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, Maybe absolutely. Maybe it's just that Elmer Fudd is a bad hunter. Maybe he just needs a better Oh, he's weapon. definitely a bad hunter. Yeah. And he definitely doesn't know what season it is. No, no. Yeah. He, duck or rat. Rabbit. I mean, these are not overlapping seasons. There's no Venn diagram. With, does with... he know what day it is? I don't think he does. I think he's. I think he's taking too many anvils. Is there a rabbit season? Aren't rabbits like just so plentiful that you can just murder rabbits any time of the year? I don't know. Is that a thing? We know very little about hunting. We know more about. Ask us about Formula One. I might have learned yeah. most. Uh, know about hunting from watching Looney Tunes. Unle- we... Unless there is a hunting game for the N64, we are probably Which, not going to learn about. Weirdly, it. there is not. Yeah, yeah that is yeah. odd. Any anyway, we were learning about, we're Donald, about Donald Duck. Duck. <laughs> so Donald Duck, you know, uh, he kind of got his own rich universe, and that's thanks largely to an animator and comic book artist by the name of Carl Barks, <laughs> who started doing a series of Donald Duck cartoons or a uh, uh, comic books and those became so popular he started introducing the extended universe so he's got his nephews Huey Dewey and Louie he's got his girlfriend Daisy and then he's got old rich Scrooge McDuck his Mm -hmm. uncle and then he became the star of everything and now we have the whole DuckTales universe for which we are eternally grateful we love some DuckTales when when I was growing up we had a a large uh, like probably weighed six or eight pounds uh, compendium of Carl Barks it was the it was the treasury I think there's been a couple different ones printed. Uh, it got stolen from our house at one point. So what? they broke into our house and stole that book and like a telescope. And it was, uh, it, it's the thing that I miss the most from my childhood out yeah. of all the like, you know, the, the things that come and go. I really want to read that book. Woody checked out uh, some Carl Burke's uh, uh, books from the, the library for me recently because apparently I can't just go to the library myself. No, it was, it was, it was, very, uh, it was very touching, but it wasn't the same because it didn't have all the extra materials and stuff. Yeah. My brother found it on eBay, but somebody had marked it all up with, with ballpoint pen, so it's, it's just not the same. That's some bullshit. Because those Carl Barks comics are pretty great. Like the, oh, man. The, and the drawing is fantastic. And basically, like, if you know the look of DuckTales, it all comes from yeah. this one guy. I mean, the Carl Barks cartoon, uh, comics are essentially, like, considered one of the foundational, like, big things in terms of, like, comic book evolution. It's yeah. like that and Tintin. Yeah, and, yeah, of the early comics, yeah. like, of non-superhero comics. Yeah, these were big, uh, big advances. And my, um, very similar to Tintin, um, it was sort of very big in Europe and never really I mean they were popular in the US but most people don't associate like I don't know you don't think of Donald as a comic book character in the US mostly right unless you grew up with that treasury apparently but that's, in Europe like he's a big deal yeah that's kind of like a weird dichotomy like a uh Comic books based on cartoon characters don't really take off here, except for, no. like, maybe the Simpsons comics um, and sort the of. Sonic the Hedgehog, sort of. But that was video game based. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, has anybody been watching the new DuckTales reboot that's that's come out? I watched a couple episodes. Uh, Do you recommend? I, I recommend. It, it was good. I don't care uh, what you think, Steve. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I couldn't 
I, I didn't. I didn't care. For, I didn't care for how they made the uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie cool. Like oh. one of them wears a backwards cap. Like it's not. It's, that is the universal symbol of cool. No, it seems very 1996. Except oh. it came out, you know, 20 years after that. I, I mean, I like that they gave the triplets like distinct voices and personalities now. Oh, I so, always like, liked that they were like the same same. Oh, see, I didn't. I don't know that they, 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 they just they were so interchangeable. They were literally interchangeable. But I don't know. I I really like the new show, and I don't feel. Uh, I I do feel sorry for Tony Anselmo because Donald Duck is a much bigger part of the new Ducktales than he was in the last one, mm. and he also has much more dialogue, and it's a little more dense and witty. Mm. And uh, Donald, that Donald voice is not built for dialogue. No, they got to give you subtitles. If you want a great example for how not built for dialogue it is, try playing any one of the Kingdom Hearts games when he's trying to uh, give you plot and uh, a story that makes absolutely no goddamn <laughs> sense. And so, oh, I'm always talking about shadows oh. and hearts. I can't even do that. That was voice. pretty good. Is that more like but, the um, the decrepit hormone monster from Big Mouth? That is closer. And to the he hormone does monster. have subtitles. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he needs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think Donald needs subtitles. Uh, anyway, a couple of random fun facts I found about Donald Duck. Uh, his middle name is Fauntleroy. So <laughs> there you go. Take that to a trivia night. Donald Aww. Fauntleroy Duck. Uh, he is the only licensed character who also serves as the mascot for a college football team. Who knows the team? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> the Donald Ducks. The University of Oregon Ducks. Uh, no. Their mascot. Their we mascot. should know that. We should know but, that. Yeah. But. I'm sure. We, oh, because they've yeah. got like angry hockey mask duck faces. Their mascot, right? Uh, well, kind of sort. It, it's it is like a modified version of Donald. It looks like an older design of Donald, and he's mm. wearing green instead of blue. But they did work out a special licensing arrangement with Disney so they can use it. It is technically Donald Duck. That's cool. Well, and Disney, weren't they the ones that did the Mighty Ducks movie? Yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah. But I don't think that logo was based on Donald, you know, was it? No, it's surprising um, that there's not more sports teams that like companies like license them, their characters to. Yeah. Like... The fighting Homer Simpsons, or like, My, why the like, hell? Or like the event, like they just should make a team called like the Avengers, and then yeah. they'll just yeah. give them the A, and Disney pays them ten yeah. million dollars. Like fucking A, that do seems it. like that's where we're going, right? Let's let's get Absolutely. rid of the the Washington team, yes. which I won't yes. discuss. No. Yeah, Anything is an improvement on the Washington team, <laughs> and just now all of a sudden they're the Washington Bonkers from Disney's animated series <laughs> yeah, that's, Bonkers. That's what they really want to push. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Minions, the Minions, oh, the Washington oh Minions. I would actually prefer the. Washington Minions. <laughs> That's how bad it is. Yeah. Um, one last little fun fact is that uh, Donald's original love interest was not Daisy Duck. She was Donna Duck. Oh. And she appeared in a few shorts in the 30s before Daisy finally replaced her. So Donald be two-timing. Donald be two-timing. Are they two different... Um... Are they two different characters, or did the animators forget that he had a love interest? They're, they're two different characters, yeah. Okay. And I think she comes back as like a villain in some oh, later shorts or something. Burned. Just briefly, but yeah. Um, so Donald in video games, uh, he made his video game debut in Mickey and Donald, which is a Game & Watch handheld from Nintendo uh, back in 1981, I believe. And in 1984, he made his solo debut in the Commodore 64 game Donald Duck's Playground. Uh, all told, Donald has headlined about 25 different games. Uh, yeah. Many of them were never released in the U.S., and some of which had their licenses swapped out. So the simply titled Japanese game Donald Duck was renamed Snoopy's Silly Sports Spectacular <laughs> when it came out on the NES over here. Uh, not an improvement. Wait, did they replace him with Snoopy? Or did they, they did. Just they just changed the name. They did that a lot. Like, like the Crazy Castle series is Bugs Bunny over here, but it's Mickey Mouse over in Japan. Mm. So like, it's there's a weird crossover there. 
Uh, I think he's still best known as a platformer character, thanks to the uh, uh, the 16-bit games like World of Illusion and Quackshot, which are really fun. They yeah. still hold up. They're really good platforming games. Uh, starting in 2002, like I said, he became one of the main party members, along with Goofy, in the Kingdom Hearts franchise, which has produced roughly one billion remakes with increasingly unpronounceable names. Uh, I'm sorry, I got very burned by Kingdom Hearts 3. That game sucks <laughs> ass. It really pissed me off. Uh, the last original Donald game to come out in the U.S. Uh, on a console was Disney's PK Out of the Shadows in 2002. This is where he adopts a superhero persona, Paperinic, which is an Italian comic book character. Hmm. Uh, and uh, they had kind of a cel-shaded graphics and like gun-based platforming gameplay. Oh, I kind of like, remember that game, but I'm going to guess it did not sell very well. It did not sell very well. It looks kind of fun. It looks like it's ripping off Sly Cooper and Ratchet and & Clank in yeah. those games, which is a good thing to rip off, I think. Um, but no one played it. No one knows who PK is no. or, or that character. I think he's even called Duck Avenger over here. They don't even call him that. So anyway, let's finally get to this game. Donald Duck Goin' Quackers. Released October 19th, 2000. Developed by Ubisoft Casablanca and published by Ubisoft. This was also released on PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Dreamcast, Windows, and GameCube. So, well, and GameCube. And game, all is, of these. It, that, this, that's a very rare thing to have a game come out on N64 and GameCube. It's, like. Yeah, it's very unusual. Like, And there were... Yeah, this spans generations, and it's... Uh, they're they're slightly different. Like the PC, N64, PS1, Dreamcast, those are all basically identical. But the GameCube and PS2, they have new stages, they have new boss battles, and 14 special moves you can use, which is Whoa. up from the zero you use in this game. <laughs> yeah, so they really like layered it on. You have one move. And, you have, you have oh yeah, you, you have can one. jump on people. That's true. Two, two you, have, you have jump and punch no. and double jump, I guess. But yeah, there's 14 moves in the other versions, and then there is a Game Boy Advance version that's just called Donald Duck Advance. And that's the same story and like kind of gameplay elements of this, but it's a 2D game. Um, so Ubisoft Casablanca, uh, this is a new studio for us. This is a Moroccan branch of the French gaming giant Ubisoft, obviously. It was founded in 1998. Going Quackers is actually their first game. And aside from this, they developed the sequel to Prince of Persia, Warrior Within, oh, which that game. remains one of my most disappointing and frustrating video game experiences ever. That game's pretty good. It's just... The tone is super terrible. You go from, like, Prince of Persia Sands of Time, which is a delightful plat like action platformer, and it's yeah. got kind of like a light, witty, adventure tone, and the sequel is literally scored by Godsmack. And your guy is now super emo, and it's really violent and kind of mean-spirited. And you go from having this very well-developed, interesting female-like character to this lady who just, like, wears no clothes. Yeah. And that's, like, her gimmick. It's such it's, a major step down. Yeah. It was really disappointing. Um, but anyway, so after a while, uh, Ubisoft Casablanca uh, worked mostly on portable ports of different things, and then they were transitioned into a teaching campus, and then they were shut down in 2016. So no more yeah, Casablanca. The teaching campus was not making profit. No, no. But, you know, they just renamed it to Rick's, uh, and now it's like people just hang out there. Everyone goes there. Of all the gaming studios in the world, this one had to develop <laughs> Donald Duck going crackers. Those who can't do teach and those who can't teach. Do nothing. Do nothing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the story of this game, this opens with Donald, Gyro, and Gladstone watching TV and learning that the investigative reporter Daisy Duck has been kidnapped while investigating the lair of the evil wizard Murloc, who uh, people might remember as the villain from the 1990 DuckTales movie Treasure of the Lost Lamp, now on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> 
the creatures from um, X Men, the time the time machine. No, those are Morlocks. 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 This is Merlin. This is like Merlin mixed with that. Okay. Wait, Merlin mixed with a warlock. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, yeah. So the time machine had the Morlocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who were the X Men villains that Storm led? Also the Morlocks. Also the Morlocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they were they Murloc took their title and then from Morlock. And, yeah. and, and the, the little world. fish creatures in World of Warcraft. Those are less locks. Those are Murlocks. Well, and the creatures, yeah. the little fish creatures, or little crab creatures from uh, from Fallout are called Mirelurks. Mirelurks, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. I think we really cracked it, guys. <laughs> we've discovered that things sound the same. <laughs> we've, really, we've really found out a lot of useful information in yeah. this podcast. If you can tell, have we talked about the M. corkscrew penises yet? Uh, uh, checking notes, no. Minute no. seven. Should we devote 15 to 20 minutes to talk about corkscrew penises? I don't really actually have a lot to say about them. It's just worth noting. Um, so, anyway, so the the ducks are watching TV. Uh, Daisy is kidnapped by the wizard. I'm imagining Dan going into Wikipedia entries for famous ducks and then being like, Donald Duck likely has a corkscrew penis, as is the case with most ducks, and then like a little late citation needed. Oh, no. And then a cross-section anatomy of Daisy Duck showing her corkscrew vagina. No, yeah, they, so. they, they locked that Wikipedia page after I tried to make my edits. <laughs> Anyway, so they're they're watching TV. All this happens. Donald and his cousin Gladstone decide that this event has got to be all about them. So they both are starting to compete to see who can rescue her first. Uh, but luckily, uh, Gyro is helping Donald out, and he can use the teleporter to kind of jump ahead a little bit. So now you just have to make your way through the castle and the various places to save Daisy. So uh, gameplay-wise, now most platformers that we see on the N64 are ripping off Super Mario 64 or Banjo-Kazooie. This one throws a curveball at you and it rips off Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, which is very welcome. Which is welcome because we don't have a Crash analog on the N64 except for this. So if you're uh, really dying for a Crash Bandicoot fix, Donald Duck going quackers. You got it. It's got the same kind of behind the camera. Or or just play play Crash Bandicoot. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the thing. I couldn't, I could never get that disc to fit in that cartridge (laughs) slide. (laughs) (laughs) That's making me crazy. Cringe thinking about that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a good thing, and I think uh, uh, this also uses the same engine as Ubisoft's Rayman Two, which we oh, played yeah. before, and, and which uh, is a great looking game. Great, great looking engine, great looking game. Controls here are very, very simple. You have an attack, you have a jump, you have a double jump, and that is about it. The other mechanic here is that Donald has moods, so you have four moods. You're either happy, hyper, angry, or berserk. Uh, and this kind of determines your speed, your health, everything like that. So if you're happy and you take a damage, if you're then happy you become and you take a damage, <laughs> go berserk, boop, yeah. boop, and then he becomes like a cartoon cloud of fists and anger, and he'll destroy anything in his way. Then you could drink a milkshake to make you hyper, and then uh, what was the other one? Angry? Yeah, you're just regular. That's when you're just walking around with one life, looking scowly. Yeah, that's me all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, I think this is the only game I've seen that uses like a mood mechanic other than P- Super Princess Peach, but that felt like he, super misogynist. It, it, yeah, yeah, that was just like, what's the one thing we know about women? They have moods, <laughs> so let's use this to harness her powers. So yeah, so uh, this one's a little less sexist than that, I guess. You know, there was a it. game called Super Princess Peach. It was Nintendo and DS, pretty fun little platformer, but like you would you would moody. make her really sad, so she would cry a whole bunch, and you could float up, float up. Yeah. Um, the river of her tears yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just all about using your emotions as a weapon yeah, women am i right i feel like i feel like somebody hurt somebody on that development team <laughs> uh, bitches be crazy bitches be cray uh so there are four worlds here there's magica dispels manor there's duckburg there's ducky mountain and there's murloc's temple and each of those four worlds has six levels to play plus a boss fight um and 
Each level, you have to kind of do three things. You have to uh, find the little chunk of the warp pad so you can get to the boss fight. You have to find Huey, Dewey, and Louie's toys. Uh, and you have to beat Gladstone Gander. So you technically have to replay every level twice to go back and like uh, do it faster than your cousin. Okay. Um, and that's the only way you're going to beat the game completely. This game is like a weird combination of having like a bunch of sort of superfluous, complicated things like mm-hmm. that make it seem like there's a lot going on, but the actual core gameplay and like layout of the game is actually really simple. It is. It's very simple. Uh, well, Zoe, I'm going to toss this to you. You haven't played video games in... 10 years, you said? Something like that? Uh, I basically stopped playing video games once I went to college. I was playing pretty much every day up until age of 18 with my brother. Okay. And then, you know, University of San Francisco, um, when I wasn't in school or in rehearsal, we were going out because we actually have places to go. It's just weird in a city. This does not mimic our college experience at all. It's just weird in a city. Like, there was literally so much to do. Like, there was no time for video games, really, and so... Some of us were grinding through Battletoads. (laughs) So I honestly, like, I was today years old when I sat down and held the video game... What's it called? What's what's the part you hold in your hands? A Wiimote. It's a Nintendo 64 Wiimote. The the, the controller was in my hands, and you still had to tell me how to hold it. I think that says more about the N64 controller than it does about your controller. Yeah, Yeah, it's not intuitive. It's not the most intuitive, because it has, because, like, there's three things to hold, but you only hold two of them, and not even, like, evenly. It's like a regular controller with a growth. And then you have to grab it by the growth. Yeah, it's very, but once I had the hang of it, I was like, okay, this is fine, and... So what was your experience with this game as like a novice gamer? Uh, how did it feel? Did it did it play pretty well? Was it pretty easy to pick up? It was pretty easy to pick up. I would say that I will say that I was very intimidated being around people who spend a lot more time around video games than me and them getting to see me realize that video games are not like a bike. Maybe a little no, bit you like did a bike. Fine. I, have, I actually did I have get to the end of this of games one with yeah. people who don't play video games like at all period yeah. and slash have hardly ever done it and you were leagues ahead of them yeah so. you picked it up pretty quick. yeah well a lot of it was just like the technology is so much less sensitive than anything you do on a touchscreen phone like I'll, mm. I'll play a game on my phone right now i'm playing something called lily's garden <laughs> is that that one with the really weird like facebook ads where she's getting pregnant and stuff um, it's the same it's so kind weird. of, it's the same company, I think, yeah. but this is <laughs> about, you're a 30-something accountant named Lily, and you find out that your hot, rich boyfriend, Blaine, was <laughs> <laughs> was cheating on you, oh, and Blaine. you lose your job, but then you find out your mysterious Aunt Lily died and left you everything. That she has this big, beautiful house and this garden that has just completely gone to shit. And you have 30 days in game time to um, bring it back to life. So okay. you're, so why, basically, it's sorry, a... Why, why do you only have 30 days, like, within the context of the game? Because story? it's part of the game, Dan. Oh, okay. Because because I think after 30 days, if you haven't, re- like, the condition of the will is if you haven't restored the game to its former, restored the garden to its former glory, you don't get the inheritance. It's one of those sleep in the haunted mansion clauses. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. And so um, that's, I'm... I have the hand-eye coordination to kind of like, I'm going to match the flower with this flower kind of thing. Um, but anything that's like, I'm going to go this way. And oh my gosh, jumping was a whole new experience for me to get today, you guys. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's true. The technology is so different from what it is right now. And on your 
gigantic television, you can really see every single pixel. You yeah. can see you can see the brush strokes. You can see the fingerprints <laughs> of the artist before. <laughs> and it's a little it's a little um, choppy. A little bit of his soul. Yeah. It is it is a little choppy. It's, it's choppy. very choppy. It's very choppy. Yeah, yeah. The, the frame rate was struggling. I think this is a nice looking game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh like, yeah. In general, it looks good. Yeah, Donald looks like he looks, and he's very emotive. There's uh, uh, yeah. there's cutscenes that actually use the real voice actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Donald is emotive all the time. That was one of the most impressive things about this game. Like, his sort of animations will change depending on what's going on. So the first boss is this giant chicken that wants to sit on you. <laughs> and when he smashes you, chicken, like, rubs his he butt like on you. He, grinds his ass into yeah. you like he's a dog that has worms. Yeah, it, it's, it's a little off-putting. It's horrifying. But it's cool because when you run away, when you're trying to run away and avoid getting smashed by this giant chicken ass, um, <laughs> Donald will, like... <laughs> reach his arms out like he's running yeah. away from something, when which he, is different than his usual running animation. Yeah. When you fall off a cliff, his hat stays a little bit more like when a cartoon character falls off a cliff. Yeah, know. yeah. To show, the, to show the change of gravity. Yeah, that's um, right. So Donald is also being a uh, massive bully in this game because none of the enemies in this yeah. are actually enemies. He's just beating up skunks and lumberjacks. There's like, the, the most common enemy you're going to see in this first level is a guy with a butterfly net who's trying to catch butterflies. And you just punch the shit out <laughs> of that guy. Punch he is not bothered with you. Like, yes, it'll do damage to you if it accidentally hits you, but he is not bothered by you being there. He just wants that butterfly. <laughs> so you're just stomping on this guy for no no Maybe reason. as you get in farther levels, uh, they're more openly antagonistic towards you. Well, I think right. each time you kill one of the butterfly guys, the next one is out for revenge. <laughs> okay, so yeah. you're just breeding more war. You're just you're just kind of perpetuating the cycle as you go. Those lapidopterists are sure <laughs> a vengeful lot. <laughs> I mean, I think... Tear the, that one off the Word of Day calendar. <laughs> yeah, yes. I think the target audience make sure I got it right. for you this did, game did. is, uh, you know, not necessarily the quote-unquote hardcore gamer, right? No, like, this, is, uh, this is a very short, easy game. Uh, it, it's, uh, this even is though none of us could beat that damn chicken. We couldn't beat the damn chicken, but he grinds his butt. It's so yeah. thick. It's like disconcerting and disturbing, and I think that's part of why it was hard to beat, because <laughs> we were mind. just... We just we wanted to just, see that animation again. We just were like, I don't know if I can move on from, from this trauma. We were weirdly drawn to its gyrations. <laughs> as it ground, as it sat on us. He just, like, really, like, was going at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, the I think the closest analog to what we've played so far um, for the podcast is the uh, oh, the Tarzan game. I was going to say yeah. Turok, but this is very different than very Turok. Very different than Turok. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Tarzan game because it's sort of that faux 3D where the well, there's actually two different camera angles that this game plays in. One is sort of the behind the back Crash Bandicoot style, mm. where you're running forward in the stage and making. Um, you're like running away from you and making platforming jumps and things like that. And the yeah. other is the more traditional side-scrolling um, view, which is like that Tarzan game, because it has some very confusing like branches where you can go backwards, um, yeah. but you can get on a different plane. It, this is the kind of game that I think if I had played it at the time, I would have been pretty disappointed by it, because it's yeah. not a very ambitious game. And I'm no. like, I want like cool 3D games where I collect golden stuff. But playing it now... It's all. It was a lot of fun, and it really yeah. stands out from the rest of the catalog by being simple and being refined, and being less frustrating. For sure. Yeah, I think I think there's definitely something to be said for 
like high quality but not necessarily groundbreaking titles on the system. You know, yeah, it's kind it, of an in between your games. And I, I think yeah. when you are playing, when you have access and are playing through every game for a system, something that is not like the majority of games on the system stands out more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And even though this is not. You know, being completely original, it's 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 pretty blatantly ripping off another game franchise. But it's, it's not ripping off another franchise that there's a million other alternatives exactly, to play, which exactly. is like what you were doing with like the circus clown game or the yeah. crap, or um, Earthworm Jim 3D or right. that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I thought this one was a lot of fun. There's not a whole lot else to say about it because it is just a very very simple platformer, but. Uh, I think you could definitely do worse than this, especially if if you have little ones uh, that you want to let play in sixty four mm -hmm. games. This is a great selection for that because yes. it's uh, it's short enough and it's uh, easy enough that you should do well as long as you get past the big fat grinding chicken. They'll um, think it's funny. They'll think it's funny. I think it's funny okay. and erotic. They but, they know. won't find it erotic. I hope. Oh, I hope not. I don't know. They're That's, not ready. Yeah, I think if I had seen it when I was that age, it might have woken something. <laughs> in me, but no, no, not that I not that I know of. No. Anyone else have anything else to say about Donald Duck before we move on? No, think we're no. feeling good about it. All yeah. right, I'm sure Thank we'll you, revisit Donald. him soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a uh, yeah. It's all a little game. It's all a little game. Hi, uh, not highly recommend, but I'm going to recommend. Yeah. yeah, recommend game enough. Let's move on to our next game. It's going to be called Duck Dodgers, starring Daffy Duck. This was released September 16th, 2000, so just a month before this other game. It was a real uh, duck essence. Uh, really, Bell. <laughs> uh, is, uh, it just trips off the tongue. Uh, this was developed by Paradigm Entertainment and published by Infogram, and this is an N64 exclusive. Paradigm, we actually just talked about two weeks ago with our Formula One racing games. They did two of those. They did Indy Racing 2000 and F1 World Grand Prix. No need to go into those again. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Daffy Duck. I love Daffy Duck. He's he was, despicable. He is despicable. He was created despicable. by Tex Avery and Bob Clampett, and he made his debut in a 1937 short called Porky's Duck Hunt. He was most famously voiced by Mel Blanc. <laughs> Mel Blanc? Mel Blanc? Hmm. I'm sorry. What are you laughing at? That title. Well, oh, Porky's Duck Hunt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just killing each other. I'm sorry. Looney Tunes were all about shooting each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he was most famously voiced by Mel Blanc, who played the character for a record-breaking 52 years until his death in 1989. In the early going, the character looked more like a real duck. He was like smaller, and he, he stuck to the water and everything. Oh. Uh, but he did still have the voice and the, the lateral lisp, and um, the, the character has appeared in the third most Looney Tunes or Merry Melodies cartoons. 130 official appearances, and that's only behind Bugs Bunny and Porky Pig. Like Donald and Mickey. Surprise, Porky's ahead of him. Right? Oh, yeah. But, well, Porky was an earlier character, I think, right? Oh, yeah. Wasn't he, like, the main character for a long time before Bugs came along? I don't know. Oh, I think That's, he might have been. Anyway. Sounds a no, like a dark time. <laughs> sounds like a dark time. Uh, like Donald and Mickey, Daffy and Bugs have kind of, like, a friend, uh, friendly rivalry relationship. Just related to shooting each other in the face. Uh, largely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and the Looney Tunes are much more, like, meta-fictional about everything because they're aware yeah. that they're stars of cartoon shorts. Mm -hmm. They're like real celebrities and they want to have better careers. So you have that kind of that. They're, they're competing for... Bugs and Daffy are competing for roles a lot of the time. Oh. Um, so that's kind of where all that comes from. Well, they break the fourth wall and talk directly to the camera. Oh, yeah. 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 Porky Pig waves, waves to people as, as the short ends. Yeah. I mean, there's a very famous Daffy Duck cartoon where he gets in a feud with the animator, right? Duck yeah. 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 I remember racing. that. That's Duck yeah. I love that. Um, I have more stuff about that in a second. but um, Wow, that just, so like, that just dug up. <laughs> So, from so deep in the memory, yeah, memory minds. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, uh, 
Daffy was very different. I mean, he's very, very different from Donald because he's a much more antagonistic character. He's much more unhinged. Uh, you really can't trust him at all or uh, trust the reality he's much, of his he's world. He's much loonier. Much I mean, loonier. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would say that's accurate. Uh, in 1983, uh, Daffy headlined the movie Daffy Duck's Fantastic Island, which was a theatrically released compilation of short films uh, interspersed with a really weird fantasy island parody, which will mean nothing to anyone born after the 70s. Um, Is that the one with Ricardo Montalban? Yes, yeah, Nerve Villachez and okay. The Plane, The Plane, yeah, yeah, that yeah. one. In 1988, he would star in another compilation film called uh, Daffy Duck's Quackbusters, and then he would join his fellow tunes for the massive box office hit Space Jam in 1996, and then in the flop but actually much better film uh, Looney Tunes Back in Action in 2003. So I have not seen Space Jam, but I have seen Quackbusters. Have you? Okay. And yeah. that, that's another compilation, right? It's just like a... a yeah, it's just, have... a, it's just a compilation. Um, I don't think there's... Maybe they had some new material, but I think it's just a bunch of Looney Tunes shorts. That's uh, that's something I wish they would do more. Like I don't, I think that's a dead art form of theatrically released cartoon shorts. I don't know, but I can't imagine there would be a market for that. Oh no, no, yeah. no! It's not. It wasn't a big hit when it came out, but I mean, I don't know. I, I like the idea of it, especially because Saturday morning cartoons aren't really a thing anymore. So, but I guess you can just get a Boomerang subscription and watch these cartoons whenever you want. But Wait, is there? A, sorry. Yeah. Is there a streaming service where I can watch Looney Tunes? There is. Boomerang. It's all classic cartoons. Yeah. Oh, all right. So well, if that's your thing. This episode of Ultra 64 is sponsored by Boomerang. Yeah. yeah right. Absolutely. Give us money. Yeah. Uh, sponsored. If you claim in advance that it's sponsored by them, they're, they are they obligated to, to pay you. That's how it works, right? Uh, this, this episode is sponsored by Apple. That's where you got all your Casper <laughs> mattresses. Yeah. Right? That's I'm just I'm making a fort. So Casper mattress. What else mattress. money do I want to take today? <laughs> this episode is sponsored by the estate of Steve Jobs. That's right. Uh, so the long-rumored Space Jam 2 is apparently still happening. Uh, it has a release date set for uh, July of 2021, and LeBron James is still supposed to be in it. Yeah. We'll see. They've been This rumor has been floating around for a decade at least. I don't understand um, what the holdup is. Like, it's not like Space Jam. It's not like they have this high standard of quality to uphold. <laughs> no. Like, no, Space Jam is not a masterpiece. I mean, look, LeBron is a very charismatic guy. Yeah. The Looney Tunes are still Looney. Like, what do you want? Yeah. Right. I, I, LeBron's a better actor than Michael Jordan is. I think he yeah. can make a fun movie out of this. Michael B. Jordan is an incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I, I really want to see Creed now, like fighting with the, the Looney Tunes. Creed 3 is like Space Jam 2. Um, all right, so let's talk about Daffy Duck in video games. Uh, Daffy made his video game debut as a supporting character in the 1989 NES title The Bugs Bunny Crazy Castle. And uh, he would make his solo game debut with Daffy Duck P.I., The Case of the Missing Letters, which was an infotainment game from uh, on the MS-DOS in 1991. Daffy hasn't had a lot of solo games. There were a handful of Sunsoft platformers in the early 90s, which were totally fine, but not really remarkable, like pretty much all Sunsoft platformers of that era. Um, his best moment was the surprisingly cool Looney Tunes Duck Amok for the Nintendo DS. So this was based off of the cartoon we were talking about, uh, the 1953 short Duck Amok. It's a Chuck Jones short, and this is the one where Daffy is famously arguing with his animator, who's getting very antagonistic, erasing his backgrounds, changing mm -hmm. the sound effects. It's one of the best cartoon shorts ever made. And this game is like a mini-game compilation where you, with the Nintendo DS stylus, are the animator, Whoa. and you're, like, fucking with Daffy. And it's really cool. It's a fun, fun little game. Yeah, I would recommend checking that one out. It's fun. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of about all he's done, except... 
pretty much any time they put out a Looney Tunes kart racer or multiplayer shooter or party or game. basketball game. Basketball game. He pops up in those, but uh, not, not a big deal anymore. Uh, let's talk about Duck Dodgers specifically, because that mm-hmm. is the uh, character from our game today. Oh, there was, there was actually, it's worth noting, there mm. was a Duck Dodgers game for the Super Nintendo. There was. Speaking. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, did so you ever play that game? I never did. No. Is so it, it's it no, it's it's a two D platform, but it had a very weird mechanic of whenever you would use your blaster, it would push you back significantly. Really? And so part oh. of the mechanic was like, you would use it to sort of crouch and push yourself back through smaller alcoves by shooting the other direction. It, it was like creative, but it was not fun. That's kind of like the Mario Sunshine hose thing, like where you're propelling yourself around. It's not yeah. fun there either. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so this game is not as good as Super Mario Sunshine. It's not. No, right. we'll give it that. Uh, Daffy debuted his Duck Dodgers character in the 1953 short Duck Dodgers in the 24 and a half century, created by Chuck Jones and Michael Maltese. Uh, the short was a parody of the popular serial Buck Rogers in the 25th century with a little bit of Flash Gordon thrown in there have as well. Have you guys ever seen Buck Rogers? I never have. It seems yeah. like yeah. the most old-timey of old-timey things. Dan's I, apparently I have seen years old. it. Yeah, I am. Well, they made a '70s TV show version. That's what they? I've seen. That's the one you've seen. TV okay. show, and the uh, the little robot friend uh, looked like a circumcised penis. He did, Tweaky. Yeah. Was it yeah. was it started as a radio serial? It started as a radio serial, and then it was a, a, a film serial series for a while. Like you know, they would show little film reels before movies, and uh, yeah, then it became a '70s TV show, and now no one really does anything with the Buck Rogers license. Yeah, yeah wait, that's it's what they some should low do. Low hanging fruit for, yeah. for a reboot. We were talking about cartoon shorts that they should do as a compilation they should just make movies if you if you have a 70 minute movie which you should have because yeah. that's a fun length for a movie <laughs> you should put a 10 minute like weird serial that has nothing to do with your movie in front of it 100 like, percent. that I would, wish that would be that. cool yeah and that'd be the thing to get people back into theaters too you know because everybody's just streaming things at home so there was i guess they do it with the weird like brief period shorts, after but... after the when who framed roger rabbit came out when right. there was like they would put roger rabbit shorts before and after yeah, oh, yeah honey cool. i shrunk the kid yeah. i remember that was a big selling point for that movie was that they would have an exclusive roger rabbit short before that that's it's 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 still a good idea folks yeah no i love it i love that idea Cats, um, not a good idea. Cats oh. is the best idea. I saw it twice. It's so good. Uh, so Daffy's in theaters. In theaters. I saw it twice. Yeah, really oh, high no, both folks, times. If you're going to see Cats, see it in a theater. See it in a theater. It, it's, uh, it's Seeing it with a bunch of other people who are experiencing the same thing you're experiencing is pretty cool. It honestly is. like It was a great movie-going experience. I loved it. Uh, so, uh, Daffy's persona in these cartoons is as the dashing space pilot who is sent to the mysterious planet X to recover rare atoms needed to make shaving cream. Uh, <laughs> and that's where he encounters his nemesis, Marvin the Martian, which is a short, faceless alien wearing, like, a centurion helmet. Was that the origination of Marvin the Martian? No, he actually appeared five years earlier than that in a Bugs Bunny cartoon called Hair Devil Hair. Uh, but the Duck Dodger short kind of elevated him, and now he's, like, the go-to bad guy for, like... Uh, uh, you may remember Marvin the Martian stuff. from decals on skateboards. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. yes. If you were alive in the 90s at all, yes, definitely. Uh, the Duck Dodgers character would prove to be pretty enduring. There would uh, there be sequels uh, to the short in 1980, 1996, and 2003, the latter of which would form the basis for a weekly show on Cartoon Network, which would last for two seasons. Uh, and the character also appeared in Tiny Toon Adventures, in the movie Looney Tunes Back in Action, and in an episode of uh, uh, in an episode of his uh, Duck Dodgers TV show, 
He crossed over with the DC universe to become the Green Loontern, oh. which oh, is God, a character that appears in the uh, Lego Batman games. So you can play wow. as him in oh, that. I, I get it. Yeah, get it. you get it. You get it. Uh, and yeah, like you said, this is actually the second time that Duck Dodgers has highlighted a game. That first one uh, from 1993, it's called Duck Dodgers The Marvin Missions. So if you want to do that. Um, yeah, yeah, check that out. It sounds annoying yeah. <laughs> with the blaster. It's not very good. Uh, this Speaking game is, of not very good, yeah. we play, what's the name of this game? Duck Dodgers, <laughs> starring Daffy Duck. Uh, this is one of the lower selling games on the system, uh, unfortunately. Uh, 40,000 units, something like that. I think by 2000, kind of the shine was off the Looney Tunes Apple a little bit. Like, if you were, mm-hmm. if you were alive in the 90s, you were inundated with Looney Tunes. Like, for... It, it was before and after yeah, they Space Jam. Yeah. They had a yeah. renaissance. They had Tiny Toon Adventures and yeah. Tasmanian Devil t-shirts. Oh, and, man. Yeah. McDonald's toys. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, everything was just riding on Space Jam. Like, And mm. there was kind of a hype before it and then kind of a high after it. And then people like just kind of lost interest because Space Jam was not that great. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of the signal in middle school for if you were you were the coolest kid if you showed up wearing like a Taz shirt where he's dressed like crisscross, you know, with the backwards pants yeah. and the, the, the baseball jersey. You dress I'm like familiar that, you? with how I crisscross did. dresses. <laughs> oh, I, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, so, uh, I was trying to think of Crisscross's song just now. I was going with Jump they're Around. They're going to make you jump, jump. <laughs> jump. Oh, Jump, Jump, not yeah. Jump Around. No, they're yeah. not going to jump, jump Around. That's House of Pain. Jump Around, no. Crisscross to make you jump. jump. That's it. That's it. Thank you. We're back. We're back, Crisscross. Uh, yeah, so it, that was kind of the mark of coolness, as if you had one of those Looney Tunes with Attitude shirt. But yeah, by 2000, I think we were all kind of over that as a society. Um, and I think in that same method, we were kind of just over the idea that a game being 3D was enough to make it yeah. cool, yeah. which seems to be what this game is marketed yeah. on. It's, <laughs> uh, yeah, if, if the other one was ripping off Crash Bandicoot, this one is very, very much in the Mario 64, Banjo-Kazooie vein. Um, story here pretty much follows the cartoon. You, uh, Marvin the Martian has developed a doomsday weapon. He needs 100 atoms in order to be able to fire it. So they send Sorry, you... Sorry, yeah. just... Just he needs only a, he needs one hundred atoms. They're big atoms. They're big fans. atoms. They are big atoms. They're big. Yeah, true. yeah. He, they're energy atoms. They are. Right? Yeah. yeah, they're they're big glowing whatsits that you collect. Um, so you get you're supposed to go out. Into it's not space. a lot of atoms. That's all I'm saying. It's not a lot in the scheme of things. I think there's probably twice that many in this room right now. Right? Math, uh, math works out. Uh, let's just move on. I'm not wrong. I said at least. <laughs> at least, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you're, you're supposed to go out in space and get all these uh, atoms before Marvin can get them. Uh, you're joined by Space Cadet, who is your sidekick, played by Porky Pig. And he just, sadly, there's no multiplayer component to any of these games. Yeah, so he just, he just kind of uh, gives you advice and gives you training stuff. But but the voice acting on him is, I mean, it's Porky yeah. Pig and it's Dabby Duck. Yeah. And it's a it's a it's a funny character because uh, uh, I like the space cadet character. He's always the more competent one, yeah. but he's mm-hmm. still very wide eyed and innocent. Uh, yeah. But like Duck Dodgers has like lots of big Zap Brannigan energy. He's very yeah. like uh, pompous, like acclaimed, but not really worthy of his acclaim. Do you think that? Yeah, because Kip Kif Kif I don't know. Yeah, Kip Kif the, Kif, the uh, yeah yeah the, the similar similar relationship. Similar we, dynamic. Have, yeah. Oh, Kif is Zap Brannigan's sidekick. Yeah, 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 yeah the yeah, little okay. lizard dude. Now I remember. So this is a very standard 3D action platformer. Uh, you're going to run around each level. You have to collect a certain number of green atoms in each world. They tell you each time you enter a screen how many atoms are in this room, which is nice. They don't mm-hmm. make you hunt and peck. Yeah. 
And uh, so you well, just you have to collect you, them all. I don't think that the duck beak is made for pecking. Steve. It's not. No, yes. it's made for snapping at bread. Yeah. Snap at little breadies. Uh, and children's fingers. And children's fingers. See, again, not my experience. See, the no. geese. Geese that do that. I guess that's geese. Yeah. yeah I shouldn't. I'm, I will not conflate the two. That was racist of me. Duckist. <laughs> Duckist of me. Um, and I, ducks I mean, like I don't slugs, say. though. Ducks are all about the slugs. We had, really? we, had we had some ducks, and you we let them run around in the garden, and if it had been raining or whatever, and there was a lot of slugs, they would like... They would, I, I don't know. It's really cute. They so, would run around and they would they would fight each other for slugs. <laughs> so instead, so uh, next time I go to the lake, I don't want to bring a bag of old bread. I'm going to bring a bag of slugs and just... Yeah, just when you reach into the fridge, push oh. aside the sunny delight, push yep. aside the bread, and grab your grab your tin of slugs. Slugs! With a Z. Yeah. Slug cooler. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Whereas the last game we played yeah. um, was the massive... Tarzan Crash Bandicoot ripoff. Um, this game feels very comparable to Earthworm Jim in terms of quality. The Earthworm Jim 3D. Yeah, minus is, the terrible boss. Well, actually, we can't even say minus the terrible boss battles because we didn't get to a boss battle. It's it might sort be of, bad. Yeah, it's sort of a 3D game where you just sort of move from one frustrating scenario to the next. Yeah. yeah. We spent... At least, I mean, the, we, we have four people here and we were playing one-player games. Yeah. So we spent... <laughs> Two cycles of passing controllers around between yeah. Dan and I, trying to collect one atom yeah. based on a very frustrating jump. I kept falling off the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We that, all yeah. fell off the thing. That was that was the recurring theme: is falling off the thing. Falling off the thing. The well, it's, it's because it's the Nintendo sixty four and three D uh, motion is is not really perfected yet, and the, hey, the some camera games did control. It. This is another one of those things where I have to say this is actually one of the better cameras I've seen in a 3D platformer but Ooh, it's also not good. I did not like the camera. No, I, I would not say that. I would I would say it's upper tier, honestly. Especially for an infogram game compared to like Starshot, which oh, is sure. like my go-to for worst camera on the system. Like, this is a, a vast improvement. Um, it just, but it, it is still frustrating. Yeah, it had a thing where it felt like the, cam- the camera would move while you jumped and then your location would change. Yeah. Which was just very frustrating. Yeah, very and so there's like... There was some cool stuff as we went on. It your attack in this game is only a kick at the start. Which yeah. I'm like, shouldn't you have a blaster or some kind of rocket or something like yeah, that? Yeah, you're a spaceman. Yeah, you and I know you, you get a ray gun eventually, and you get yeah. other weapons eventually, but it does take a long time. Like we, the only power up we got to in our playthrough was the little TNT rocket, which and it's all cool. acne stuff. Cool. You strap it to your back, and then you go shooting forward and fly through the air. But and again, it's not like an overly complicated jetpack controls. It's like a one and done, like a straight shot. A uh, very short little boost. But it seemed very frustrating because there was just like this atom floating in the air yeah. that you would have to line up perfectly and get with this rocket or you would fall to your death. You know what you need yeah. is one of those one of those uh, lepidopterist nets <laughs> like they had the other game. I looked it up. It's lepidoptery, not lapidoptery. Oh, did you say lapidoptery? Yeah. Oh, okay. All I think right. that might be rabbits or something. I don't know. It's, uh, it's Laplanders. Yeah. <laughs> people from, catching people from Lapland, which is I don't know where, actually. I'm exposing. It's in Finland. Is that Finland? Yeah, they have oh, okay. turf roofs. Uh, nice. And I then like your it. your house is so warm in the in the middle of the winter that your your turf roof keep, keeps glowing, so you're growing, so your pet reindeer gets to live on your turf roof. Why don't we live in Finland? This sounds they, like a magical got it all land. Figured out. Finland sounds magical. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think the game looks pretty good, actually. Like I, the, 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 the character initial model, cut scene where they show some of the characters looks very bad. It's a little yeah, chunky. Uh, they are. They do a pretty good job of recreating the cartoon. Like, I watched the Duck Dodgers cartoon right before we started playing, and, like, the opening cutscene where 
you're flying up along the buildings and going to meet the doctor whose name is Dr. IQ High. Uh, you go and talk to him. Like, it looks just like the cartoon. And they've got that cool design, this big, like, actual human-looking eye that's kind of stretched out over the gate. Like, it feels like an old-timey, like, Metropolis kind of style. I, I like the design of the cartoon, and they kept that here. So I liked that. Um, yeah, good uh, good voice work by Joe Alasky, RIP. He played uh, Daffy the second longest, I think, after Mel Blanc. Uh, and he was Plucky Duck on Tiny Toons, too. So he did a lot of good work. Um yeah, but I think the Daffy character model looks really good, um, and he he's there's expressive a, as well. A, there's a really cute mechanic where you can hold R in this game, and he'll kind of tiptoe, yeah, and then it was like, boop, 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 which is really fun, especially because the default music of this game is very bland and yeah, repetitive. yeah, it's very. about four seconds long, so it just restarts. Yeah, it's, and it's, bad. it's like a really quiet loop too it's like it's like somebody talking to you in another room or something but it's like you can hear it but it's enough to not be it's enough it's in the background enough to not be engaging but there enough to be really annoying (laughs) do you think daffy duck is like his real name or if people just call him daffy and he just puts up with it like he's just been broken down he's another one who has a middle name for no reason it's aloysius aloysius (laughs) so uh i guess you can go by that both great middle names fauntleroy and aloysius i love it yeah yeah um yeah so i i feel like i wanted to dig in a little more into this one not necessarily because it was fun but because and it's not a terrible game but like i feel like there's more to offer than this first level lets on so each of the worlds is going to be based around the theme of the boss so this one looked kind of like an old western town because we were going to be fighting like a old western bad guy and then there was like a, a Arabian Nights Sam, level, and like, Sam, or was there a different old Western? I think it was Yosemite Sam. So is yeah. this supposed to take place on Earth? I no, it was in space. It is, yeah. in, it is in space. But it feels they have, very Earth. They have their own planets that are like it's like a Star Trek thing where they, there's a, there's a gangster planet you go to later because mm-hmm. there's a gangster boss you fight. So it's like it it, it looks kind of like that. I guess that's what annoyed me about this game, aside from the bad control and camera, mm. was that it never felt very like cartoony or wacky i mean yeah. like they could have this, leaned this into planet the seemed pretty bland yeah and it's the same the same response i had to the earthworm gym game it's like you just there's too many levels that are just like it's an old western town and yeah. it just doesn't feel as crazy as it should yeah it's yeah. like when they go to 3d they have to take a step down in the wackiness to make it work for sure so. yeah it it could have it could have gone harder in a lot of different directions um Again, I don't think this is a terrible game. There's just nothing particularly special about it. I think um, I think this is a bad game. I think you're being <laughs> too easy on this. Um, I, I'm, yeah, because maybe, but... I, I think that most of the mechanics are just kind of jumping from one frustration to the other. And I think mm-hmm. playing this game for any extended period of time is like... Mostly what you're fighting here is the camera and the confusing mechanics. It's true. Yeah. It's true. And I think maybe I've just gotten a little inured to that, like playing all of these. But yeah. Yeah. Are you, is it just that the bar has moved for you on what a bad game is? Oh, yes. The- oh, definitely. it definitely has. Like, if we'd played this earlier in the show, this would be, like, very low on the mm-hmm. list. But okay. I, I kind of liked it. I think I would have gotten more out of it if I just had the ability to orient myself more quickly. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time, like, what am I doing? How do I, how do I not fall off the thing? Yeah, that'd and, be great if, like, the Z button or something could just, like, zip it around behind you or something. Yeah, because yeah, every time I even shifted slightly, like, I would suddenly, suddenly I'd be, like, the camera would be in the corner of the ear or something. Yeah, well, you were all, you were standing on those rotating platforms, too. Which also didn't help. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the a, camera was overcorrecting for that. Yeah. yeah. It was just, 
the C buttons just have never worked that well as camera controls because they always move it in a fixed amount. Yeah. It wasn't until they figured out that having a second stick to move the camera would be more helpful because then you could move it as much or as little as you want. Yeah. Because this, you'll just press the button and it'll go to the whole other side of your character and you'll get really confused. Yeah, yeah. You know, not a, not a whole lot to say about it. Again, like both of these are pretty bog standard platforming games of different varieties. Um, Donald was definitely the more successful one here, I think. But um, so I feel like we the need, white one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I feel like we need to take a final stock here of the different ducks since this was okay. sort of a duck off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like so. We have all agreed that Donald has the better extended universe. Yes. Yes. So I feel like that's worth a point. Okay. That's why um, I'm keeping, I'm keeping Yeah, there. thank you. One point um, for... Also, based on this game and previous games, I think Donald has a better video game record. Yeah, um, yeah, I would agree. Better better Donald video games. So that is another point for him. But the Duck and Mug game is like more original than any of the def- or the Donald Duck games. Like it, that one game There's is more original. There's a whole weird like area of like Sega Master System games starring uh, Donald that are actually supposed to be like some of the best games on Sega Master System that I think we just totally missed because they're big in Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I feel, so I feel like the only thing that Daffy really has going for him is he himself is the better character. And really in the world we live in, how far does that good character get you, Steve? Doesn't get you very very, far. Not very, not very. Let me tell you something. These millennials. Yeah, so I feel like Donald comes out here as the ultimate duck. Even though we were uh, we were Daffy fans from the start, I think we're all in the wrong. I think the only way we can really settle this is to have them both whip out the corkscrews and just mm. just see. We'll measure. Maybe unfurled. they could have a, a a piano duet battle, just oh, like yeah. in New Frame Roger Rabbit. Exactly. Is that the only time that they have? Yeah, I it was it was like a so. big thing in the industry that they got to share the same screen. Like this is one of those things. Like with licensing rights the way they are, we'll never see anything like no. this again in our mm-hmm. lifetime. But it was pretty cool. I think it was all. You don't built think that Disney will buy the Looney Tunes? Oh, yeah. oh that could that, that could, could happen. Yeah. Actually. That could happen. But like they had rules on that movie where uh, the Disney characters and the WB characters had to have the same exact number of lines. Mm-hmm. Like they had to say the exact same number of words. Uh, so you'll notice if you do a count while watching the Mickey and uh, Bug scene in that, and then in the Donald Daffy. But that Donald Daffy piano battle in that scene is one of the highlights. That's so good. It's fantastic. There's Doesn't Daffy full on go like, what is that other duck even saying? Yeah, yeah, he actually calls him on it. Anyone understand what this duck is saying? Yeah, I love that. The point is, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Great movie. Great yeah. movie. Absolutely. Go watch it. But that title should have a question mark, and it doesn't. That Wait, bother. really? It doesn't? There's no question mark in the title of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, even though it's expressly a question. But you learn Who Framed Roger Rabbit. We learn. Rod- Maybe it's Roger not about Roger. who framed him. Like, the question It's more like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? More like a statement. Maybe it's it's the same who that was on, like, first base? Yeah. Or, like, yeah. Who's on first? Yeah. But yeah. it's not a question. Who's on first? Yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Nope, I'm, I lost it. You nope. lost it. You got I, nothing. I thought I thought I had it, but <laughs> I just want to make it work because if it's a mistake, it makes me mad. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our uh, uh, rankings here. So uh, each week we are ranking the games that we just played, and guess what? This puts us over two hundred. We're oh. finally over two hundred. We did it. Nintendo sixty four games. <laughs> we could have done it without you, Zoe. <laughs> you, you, you kept us afloat. I you did. Kept us I did. Yeah. We'll you are you are our rock. Uh, we will start with you, Zoe. You only have two games on your list. These two that you played. So, do you prefer the Donald game or the Daffy game? For the sake Donald of Donald is the white duck. I know. Yes. yes thank you. you. Da- Daffy is the black duck. Yes. Daffy is the space duck, and Donald is the one that was walking around like rivers and streams. Yeah. I would say, just for the sake of playability, the Donald Duck game was more preferable for me. Yeah. 
yes. For the sake of graphics, it was a little bit more fun to just like take in the Daffy Duck game. Yeah, hmm. yeah, I think so. There's when the camera more... was actually doing what it was supposed <laughs> to do. Yeah, they, they put some more uh, uh, character into the background and everything like that. Yeah, that when it's, I mean, it's a 3D world. It's a 3D world. But ultimately, yeah. the Donald Duck game is my preference. For sure. Uh, Dan, how about yourself? On your list right now, let me see. What's your top right now? Rampage. Uh, Rampage world 2. Tour, yeah. My... We made Dan play a lot of crap. We did. So, <laughs> well, but I also got to play Rampage, uh, two, two Rampage games. So you had to play two good. Rampage games. So, but, yeah. Oh, wait, you actually liked the Rampage games? Yeah, sure did. Oh, okay. The tops, the tops monkeys yeah. were very large. I thought that was just a theory of relativity, because um, the rest of his list was Mario Party and Battle well, of Well, so there is, there is some, uh, some relativity going on, because the, I think number three is Mario Party. Party two. Yeah. Uh, so my new number three is going to be um, Donald Duck going going quackers. Yeah. Um, and then I think I, I mean, as much as I dislike the Mario Party series, I I, I think that the Daffy Duck um, or the Duck Dodgers game is is going to be under Mario Party one. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's reasonable. That's reasonable. Um, I'll jump in next here. Uh, I I liked both of these games. I think more than everyone else here. Uh, but uh, they're still kind of like medium to light recommends. Um, for the Donald game, I think I agree that is the better game that we played this time around. Uh, I am putting that at number 52, so it's going to be right above the Toy Story 2 game. Yeah, that feels sounds right. perfect. Feels right. Uh, and uh, for Daffy Duck, he's getting the coveted 69 position right above Worms nice. Armageddon. Uh, <laughs> it won't last, but you know what? Enjoy that while it lasts, Daffy. Um, yep, we're all in accord that the Donald Duck game is better. I like the Donald Duck game a lot too. I yeah. think it, I think it's good. I would go. I think it is kind of a. I wouldn't say it is a gem. No. But like, what's the level of precious stone below a gem? An opal. Well, no, isn't that a kind gem. of gem? It's a rhinestone. A yeah. geode. A geode. There yeah, you go. Yeah, I would a say this is geode. a hidden geode. It's a crack your own geode in the N sixty four library when because. I don't know. You're really digging for the B-grade games sometimes, mm-hmm. um, and I think this one qualifies because it's, pl- solid it's fun and it plays well. Yeah. Um, so it's going at number 72, which cool. is still lower. I don't know. It's behind the Army Man Air Combat game, which we like. Which a was lot. surprisingly fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Daffy game, I don't know, should probably be farther back, but it's not. Um, <laughs> and putting it at number 83. Which is right behind, I can't even remember my hand. I, I have like the same sticky note for eight different games. Yeah. <laughs> it's number 83 behind something. Okay. But, well, behind Mario Party. Behind Mario like Party. Yeah, behind Mario Party 1. Perfect. Look so. at that. We get it. We did it. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody for coming out and playing with some ducks with us. You know, like we really appreciate it. Zoe, thank you for being here. Thank you, you so much like, for inviting me. Oh, we're, we're happy to have you. Dan, so good to have you back. Thank you for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Sharing thank your you. ducks expertise. Yeah, we are, I only uh, know the one fact. <laughs> next week, we are going to be continuing the trend of anthropomorphic animals, but I think <laughs> this one is going to uh, resonate a little bit more with people because we are finally playing Diddy Kong Racing. Uh, this is the one that everyone has been requesting, and it's finally happening. Diddy Kong Racing. Diddy Kong? Yes, he did. Next week <laughs> on Ultra 64. <laughs> hey Yeah, Paul Schaefer. Uh, yeah, that's a thing. Did you guys find Paul Schaefer like, really <laughs> annoying as just like... A person slash personality on that show. Yes. Oh, I felt that way about Letterman himself. <laughs> yeah, I've never been a big Letterman guy. Yeah, Did you see yeah. Paul Schaefer on the the Mask Singer? No. no. What is the Mask Singer? Was Wait, he, was what? Was he in one of the? Was this the thing? He was in, so the Mask Singer. Well, well, okay. Can I tell you guys the oh, Mask Singer? Can I tell you about this? Yeah. What is this? Really, All right. Show. Just wait. Wait. So just, they just have to be clear these, to the yes. listener. 
We're done with Nintendo done with 64 Nintendo related 64. content. Tune in next week for Diddy Kong Racing. Zoe, tell us about the Mass Singer. <laughs> so the Mass Singer has these four people who are sitting at a panel, and their names are Robin Thicke, Jenny McCarthy, one of the Pussycat Dolls, and... <laughs> That's oh, her name. Oh, God, what's her name? It's the really Carmen pretty Electra. one. No. Nicole, Nicole Scherzinger, Scherzinger okay. and Ken Jong, best known for his role in The Hangover yes. and, and and one of the Pussycat Dolls, Ken Jong. These are all <laughs> really some D list. So they actors. are. So Shane they are. Well, Robin Thick, Robin Thick, kind of deserves to be there, I think. So what they do is they have you know maybe a dozen singers come out. Maybe they're singers. Maybe they're not. And they're all dressed in different ridiculous mascot costumes. We've okay. got a. Uh, We've got a hound dog. We've got someone dressed up like an ice cream cone. We've got someone dressed up like a tree. We've They're got really someone dressed up like a spider. Some of them too. are really beautiful. It's not like Party City stuff. Yeah. Okay. So All then right. the and so then the judges they'll hear them sing a song and the judges are always like, "Wow, you're the most amu- amazing singer ever!" No matter what. They're, or sometimes they'll be like, "I can tell you're not really a singer, but wow, you really have some pipes." <laughs> Wait, so they'll be do, like, they, do they have to like guess who the person they, is? They try to guess who the person is. Oh, Jesus. And then the uh, audience no, votes Jesus has on not their. Yet been a guest on oh, show. Jesus <laughs> has not been a guest. They, the Nor audience the votes on their favorite singer, and then every episode, one masked singer is eliminated, and they have to take off their mask. So whether or not people can guess who the masked singer is. Doesn't matter. So it's just a it's a singing competition. It's a singing competition. E-list celebrities in and some of the singers who are really just be great being graded on their singing are not professional singers. Like yes. they're football players. They the had um yeah um they've had some really talented singers come up who I had never heard of and Robin Thicke is often very right because he's mm. worked with so many singers and he's usually pretty good at guessing. They literally just have to guess based on like anyone in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. could be anybody. Well, I think um, the first season, the person who won was T-Pain. Okay. To give you an idea of the level of celebrity that is available, it's like people who aren't doing anything. So then Paul Schaefer <laughs> was unmasked. Like he came, he was like second or third to last in the second season. He was dressed up as like a candy skeleton. Nice. All right, this sounds unwatchable. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> it sounds terrible. It's no, one it of those. Fun. It was like a sleeper hit where it was. It, okay. I mean, I don't know if it was. I think it was heavily marketed, but it, mm-hmm. it, was, it was one of those ones. Like I watched the first episode because it looked so bad. Well, um, are any of them dressed up like good. a uh, like a chimpanzee in a red hat? Maybe next because season. Because if not, we've got them beat next week. Diddy Kong Racing, everybody. Come back for that and possibly more mass Singer talk. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Ladies would treat me right Moving my feet to the disco beat How in the world could I keep my seat? All of a sudden I begin to change I was on the dance floor acting strange Flapping my arms I began to cluck